Hi friends, welcome back to Lightness with myself, Kayla Dillon. I am, as always, so happy that you're here and tuning in. I hope you're having a beautiful day, whether it's Monday that you're listening when this comes out, or maybe another day in the future. I hope it is a good one. If you were here last week or not, we interviewed Chelsea Perry. It was part one of our conversation. And this week is part two. I am super happy to be able to hold space and chat with her and get this out to all of you. I think the work that she's doing is amazing in helping people shed layers, get to know themselves, and develop a closer connection to the universe and true source and all of those things. Last week, we kind of talked about Chelsea's spiritual journey and the path of asking questions and um, asking why things are certain things or or certain ways, right? And why we have to do it that way. Um, How her health journey impacted her connectedness and path in general. We also talked about her not knowing where she really wants to be and truly finding herself by trying new things. In this episode, we talk all about the missing piece that Chelsea had found that really impacted the forward movement of her work, how she handles negativity in the world, what she tunes into and what she doesn't, and how she manages her energy when working with other people. And I think this conversation is just really helpful if you're interested in potentially getting a past life regression session or a QHHT session. Chelsea goes over how she feels that maybe you'll know you're ready for a QHHT session or what you can do in order to prepare yourself. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen. And without further ado, let's get into it. Here's part two with Chelsea Perry. And I realized like I have no interests. I have nothing that makes me who I am. Yeah. And so I started looking. I started searching and I found hypnosis and I thought, hmm, okay, well, I've tried other things. Maybe that'll be it, right? Like, you know, just chasing, okay, what's the next thing that's mm-hmm. going to be? Maybe that'll be it. I did it for a while. I really enjoyed it. And I knew right away I wanted to do past life regression. And again, I'm aware of it. for a lot of people, that's just a really unusual thing to get into because that mm-hmm. is very taboo. And to me, it was fascinating. It gave me so many answers to so many things that I had never had answers to. Mm -hmm. And I wanted more. Like I could not get enough of the things I started discovering through clients and through, you know, these people didn't believe in this stuff. And they'd come in and it'd just be like a whole new world I get introduced to every time. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, where does it end? It didn't end. It never (laughs) ended. And then I took a break because I was like, there's a missing piece. Like Mm -hmm. I was saying, there's a missing piece to something and it doesn't feel quite right. Like, I love this work, but it's not where I want it to be. So I took a break. Mm -hmm. I closed down the business and I said, I'm not going to do it again. I love it. I kept getting people calling. Like, why are you not doing this anymore? Well, you know, it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was because there was a missing piece that I truly was looking for. And I had a friend not too terribly long ago, maybe a year or two ago now. And she called me or messaged me and she was like, you need to read this book. And I was like, 
okay, I love books. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. But she's like, this sounds like you. This sounds like what you do. Mm-hmm. And it was one of Dolores Cannon's books. Mm-hmm. And I opened it and I started reading it because I ordered it right away, Amazon today. I was like, yeah, this sounds great. Love it. <clears throat> With no intention of ever doing any of this stuff again. Yeah. And because I had started writing a book and everything on all this information and then I quit. And I opened that book and I read it and it was life changing because I was like, that was the missing piece, the higher self, the bigger part of us that we don't have that Mm. connection to. Not truly as humans, you know, we know something's out there. We just don't know how to reach it. We don't know what we can do with it. We don't know to the extent of where we come from, who we are and how much we're connected to that bigger part of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I took it and I ran with it like that was the best thing Again, synchronistic, like a friend to give me that book. I wouldn't have picked it up myself. Right. I would have never thought twice about it. And so I went to the school. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. So I went to Mm -hmm. school. I took it. And it's like 300 hours. Like I had already finished a major, like the longest program for hypnosis. It was like 300 and something hours of very hands-on intensive work. And I trained and I trained for, you know, two years. And then I didn't do anything with it. But then I went back to school with Dolores' stuff, and I was like, man, this is a lot of work. Like, there's mm-hmm. another 300 hours right there of work that I needed to do. Yeah. And you have to do it as an intern. So I was like, again, like, this is a lot of dedication, a lot of my life. But as I started doing sessions, and I realized, like, it picked right up where she left off. Mm-hmm. The information that came through was that missing piece of what I was looking for. And people were seeing results, like these massive life-changing results Mm -hmm. even more so than they were before and I was like wow like am I really capable of doing this like even then I questioned I was like I'm not her you know and there's a lot of practitioners that have been doing this for you know 20 years with her right and who am I I'm new right I mean into the scene I've been doing this a long time but it's not to that extent Mm -hmm. I loved it like I could not get enough and I was like you know what even if I'm not to their level. I will. Mm-hmm. I, I may never be at her level. I didn't care. It right. was just too fascinating. I was like, I can't let this go. <laughs> I can't not discover more because this was my path of least resistance to all mm-hmm. of the information I had always asked myself. Mm. And I knew it was divinely orchestrated on so many levels. Yeah. And so I have yet to question at this point, that was kind of my really big push to believe in the bigger things in life because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have never chosen that for myself. I didn't even know what it was. Right. I never heard of it. And that woman is, you know, Dolores has passed. Mm-hmm. This has been around a long time. Right. So for me to find something like that through other people, it was wild. I didn't question it. I was like, I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. Like, yes. this, is, this is it. <laughs> Can you explain maybe what like a past life regression or QHHT is for maybe the people listening that don't know what it is? So past life regression, and again, this is this is where it kind of crosses a boundary for some people because you have to believe in reincarnation, and yet there's a lot of people who don't. Mm-hmm. And the people who go under don't necessarily believe in it. And they have these amazing experiences of seeing all of these things. It's really hard for people to wrap their heads around it mm-hmm. because it's recorded so that they can go back and listen. And even it's almost so foreign to people sometimes that they can't even reconcile like that's them yeah. speaking. And it's so wonderful for me because it's not a medium telling someone something. It's not a card reader telling them, right? Like, okay, take it with a grain of salt. No, this is coming out of your own mouth. Mm-hmm. This is you telling yourself all of these things and experiences you didn't know were a part of you. And so then people have to start really opening the door to... 
is reincarnation real? Mm -hmm. Like, is there more we don't understand? Right. And that's been such a big part of my journey is to learning to believe in those things and to see what they look like and getting to open that door with people. Mm -hmm. It's such an intimate process of really trusting someone to take that journey with you. Yeah. And so when people do something like past life regression, they open a door to their deepest parts of who they are, Mm -hmm. to the experiences of their soul. And it doesn't matter what that looks like because no two people look the same when they do this. It's what the soul needs to heal at that time. Mm -hmm. Like it's always divine timing on it's a healing process. Right. And so as people open that door to seeing things that they've never really noticed or opened the door to before, that's the higher self saying, okay, you're ready for this. Mm -hmm. Like it's usually always divinely timed where your people are like, just open the door. Just open the door. Right. That is the door to spirituality because it's something you can't explain. It's Mm -hmm. something you can't see. But it's there. And it's coming from you. It is. It's coming from your own mouth. So right. it's hard to deny. You know, people are like, oh, I made it up. Like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't make this stuff up. Like I had one time, I had a lady came and she brought me a gift bag and I didn't open it right away. You know, I don't like to be, um, you know, I don't want to be rude. Again, that's like a Southern thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to be rude. And so I left it on the counter. I didn't even think to ask, like, is it something that needs to be refrigerated? Mm. Didn't even cross my mind. She went under. She had her session. And she was a cheesemaker. Oh, no. She was a che- like, of all things, I've never had a cheesemaker. Like, she was making these cheeses and doing all these things. And it was a really interesting but normal life. Yeah. And when I went to open the gift as she was leaving, it was cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> and those sessions are long, too. It is. And I just laughed and laughed <laughs> and laughed. And she probably thought I was crazy. I was like, you do realize you gifted me cheese. <laughs> 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 and she didn't put two and two together until I was like, you are a cheese maker. You gifted me cheese. <laughs> it was the best thing that had ever happened. I was like, this is just, oh my this gosh. is too great. Like, this, yeah. is, this is my life now. Like, this is the synchronistic things that happen all the time. And people see it when they walk in and open that door. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can't deny it. Yeah. And so QHHT, when it came into my life, <clears throat> For people who don't know what Dolores Cannon does with her work is very famous for the 30 or 40 years she did her work. Mm -hmm. When she opened the door to the higher self, what other people would call God, right? People started getting healed because not only were they experiencing those things that those wounds, those deep things within themselves through a past life regression. Mm -hmm. Once they opened the door to their soul, that's the higher self. They started getting healed. Because they opened that connection to who they really are, to mm-hmm. the bigger part of their connection with God. Yeah. And so they were getting healed of all these things that modern medicine said can't be healed. Mm-hmm. And it took me really seeing many times over people, even skeptics, getting healed. You know, and sometimes right away, sometimes, you know, this the skeptic part of them had to kind of drift away a little bit for that crack of least resistance and then they yeah. message months later something's changed and they get healed it's like mm-hmm. it's the spirituality aspect everybody's looking for now it's not just through this means it's every means the crack that everyone's looking for of least resistance to discover who they really are mm-hmm. what their soul really is to them the bigger part of who they are that's the journey right. that that humanity's in right now, really discovering what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's what my work has been able to do for me. Yeah. <clears throat> it's been wonderful. I mean, it's been everything I could have ever asked for, and yet I know that may not be the end all. And right. I'm trusting that. 
to evolve and grow mm-hmm. and change with it. It's really interesting because as a skeptic myself, right? Like I think I went in, so I had a QHHT session with Chelsea and I had gone in without like really seeing what a QHHT session looks like. Although I've done like Akashic Records stuff and like meditation and so I was like, okay, let's try, you know? And I think like my nerves in the beginning got the best of me because like I was having a really hard time just like letting go. And like, I was like, I can't see anything. Like what is happening, you know? And what's really interesting is afterwards, I think a lot of things started to make sense for me. So like in my one life, I was practicing like, with herbs and things like that. And I'm like super into tea and I'm super into like herbs in this life, which I don't think is a coincidence. Right. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's just making so much sense for me. And then I don't know. I think I just had a really hard time like letting go. And I'm wondering, do you have that? Do you see that with a lot of people like letting go in the session and allowing You know, everyone who comes in is nervous Mm -hmm. because really most of the time it's a first time experience for people and hypnosis is already kind of in the unusual category, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And so for someone to take this big deep dive into their soul, Mm -hmm. into really discovering so much about themselves, it's kind of terrifying for most people. And the whole point of what we do is to spend as much time as we do in the beginning getting to really know them so that we can speak on their behalf because we are taking that journey with them. And we do that through knowing who they are, getting that window into what their life has been like in the beginning interview and that part of the process. And that can Mm -hmm. take hours. Right. And so that usually allows people to begin to relax into going, okay, you know, this is, this is safe. This is comfortable. And then as you get into the process, that's why we're so adamant about allowing, Mm -hmm. trusting. That door has never been opened for a lot of people. Not Mm -hmm. truly. Right, And so opening that door is terrifying for a lot of people. And you have to be okay knowing that the person who's doing this for you, who's facilitating this, is a trustworthy person, has your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. knows what they're doing, and can handle anything that comes at them. Because a lot of people, that's where they release emotions for the first time, trauma yeah. for the first time, things they had never allowed themselves to look at. And so... A lot of people will go, I'm making this up. I'm not seeing anything. You know, I, I don't know if this is real, but you do it anyways. You keep mm-hmm. going. You keep looking because as you start to open that door during the process of the session, things start filtering through. Your higher self is going, oh, she's opening the door. Like, here's more, here's more, here's more. And it becomes right. more of a give and take. And as that's kind of developing and you're seeing things and you're experiencing things, sometimes it's just major emotions. Sometimes it's full pictures. Everyone's different in how they experience hypnosis. But then they get so deep into it, like they're immersed in this world that they're seeing for the first time. Yeah. And it looks so foreign. It's like, that's not me. That can't be me. (laughs) But it's because you're seeing a part of yourself you never really were able to see. Right. You know, peeling back a layer that most of humanity has never been able to do because that's not within our teaching. That's not within our realm of understanding the human construct. Right. And so because it's so unusual for most people, it can take a while to go, okay, I'm not making this up. (laughs) It is unusual. Yes. But I am seeing what I'm seeing and that's enough in the moment because that 
it's like working any muscle. You open that door and you've never done that before. Right. So it takes some time to adjust to the fact that you've just opened a whole new world. And Mm -hmm. the problem is... Well, to me, it's not a problem, but to a lot of people, you can't shut that door back. Not not truly. Right. It's open. Right. And it's forever a part of who you are now. You can't take that back. You can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot go back. I think for me, like in the beginning, I started to think like, oh, man, I'm, I'm making this up. Like I was one of those people. And even after the session, I was like, I for sure made all of that up. <laughs> although, although I know like I've read so many books on QHHT and past life regression, like really into Michael Newton. I don't know if you've read any of his work. Yes. Um, I think his name is Brian Weiss, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like making stuff up in that type of state is very unlikely because like you're not, like your conscious mind isn't really connected to that. Mm-hmm. And so like logically I know that I did not make that up. <laughs> and another reason why I know that I didn't make it up is because when we called in the higher self, my eyes started twitching like they do when I'm channeling. Mm-hmm. And this was like a, like, a really crazy twitch that I've never experienced. Like I was trying to keep my eyes closed because I was afraid they were going to like pop open and fly open because I was like, oh my gosh. And then just the feeling that I had in that state was so different than like my day to day. I was very consciously aware of like the feeling and like the body sensation that was happening for me. And that was really, really crazy. I felt like. (laughs) It's definitely definitely odd. A lot of people are not used to that strong connection. Right. But it's a bigger part of yourself. So it does take some adjusting too. Yeah. But then you can't go back. It's like you want another taste. It's like, wow, there is more. And you feel that connection with source, with your higher self, with all that is. Right. You're changed forever. Like you can't unfeel that your body's emotions your feelings are such a big indicator that's like such a truth to everything like you can't deny that when you feel something like that you can't you can't go back right and then re-listening so it took me maybe a month to re-listen maybe a month maybe a little more because i was like oh one i don't want to hear myself (laughs) ew gross and two um, I like was skeptical for some reason. I had a really hard time. Like when I listened to it for myself, felt really uncomfortable with like what was coming up. And I don't really know why. I think I need to reflect more on like why that was. But and maybe it's like truly being seen, you know, because I have a lot of, I think, fear around like truly being seen and accepted. And so I wonder if like I really have a hard time even accepting myself. Right. So mm-hmm. like listening back. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. But I had this amazing synchronicity, right? Like, so I had this past life where I was practicing or practicing herbalism. It was a time when like they were uh, finding witches, I guess you would say, but wasn't necessarily like magic per se, but just like using means that weren't traditional, right? Mm-hmm. Unconventional. And so I was killed in that life for that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, right? And so I asked for a sign of like, I think it was like a number from my guides if it was real. And I didn't get it all day long. And so I went to the grocery store and it's like, you know, September. So like all the Halloween stuff is coming out and they had a witch's magazine by the cast register. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. And so I was telling my husband when we were picking up pizza, like, oh yeah, there was a witch's magazine. I almost got it. And he's like, what do you know about being a witch? And I was like, I actually had a past life as a witch. And I look over and in that exact moment, I saw my sign. And I was like, 
okay, this is real. <laughs> you can't deny it anymore. No. But then it's like everything else in life becomes synchronistic mm-hmm. because you trust it. It's like there it is. That's that's the whole point. Right. And then you trust the next steps mm-hmm. because it's so much easier when you know that there's there's help. Right. Right. There's guidance. There's a purpose. There's a point. Yeah. I think that's been my biggest struggle is like feeling supported. And I think it's all kind of an illusion sometimes, right? That we're we're alone, we're unsupported. And I think like society can kind of like are in an individualistic culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like that can be kind of the feeling. I think we have a loneliness epidemic going on right now. But I think like the more that we open ourselves to allowing that or allowing, I don't know if that's the right word, surrendering to it, uh, requesting it. I don't know. I think <clears throat> I think people are afraid to be who they truly are. I would agree. And so, you know, I've learned that as a hard lesson, too, because I tried to be what everyone else wanted me to be or what I thought. Again, the illusion of what I thought right. I needed to be to fit in with friends group, with family, with everything. I didn't want to be odd. I didn't want to be you know, unusual. And I think a lot of people have fear to express who they truly are. And so then there's this disconnect. How are you supposed to meet the people who are supposed to be in your life if you're not being who you truly are supposed to be? Mm-hmm. If you're not being authentically you, you're not, you're missing it. You're, there's, there's a disconnect. There's people are passing right by you that might very well be a big part of your life, but right. they can't meet you because you're not being who you're meant to be. You're not trusting you're not trusting yourself, your 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 soul, because you know, and people do it out of fear, out of worry, out of judgment, you know, and and peeling back the layers and looking at yourself, your life, right? People have a crisis over that because you look at who you want to be or who you should be, not being authentically you. And that's terrifying to people. Like, they just cannot, because you're afraid. You might lose your family, your friends. Like, everything you've built can come crashing down around you. And that's the illusion. Right. Because if those people were meant to be in your life, they will be. Right. But if they're there because of the illusion you've created around yourself, they're not real either. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not there for who you really are. Right. It's just a fake thing you've constructed around yourself to give yourself security. And I learned that in so many hard ways by trying to be what I wanted to be Mm -hmm. to fit into everyone else's box. Yep. And I think that's where people feel the fear of judgment, the fear of being who they truly are and expressing what it is they really need Mm -hmm. because of fear of losing all of these things that society has built around itself to make it fit. Right. And society doesn't allow for people to fit outside the box. True. You're the misfit. You're the crazy people. You're the ones who don't understand how the world works. And that's not fair because so many people really don't fit in that box. They just do it. And then they live a life and it's not truly fulfilling. Not really. Mm -hmm. It's not that soul food. Right. That people look for. And so I think that's what people need to start doing is looking at who they really want to be. Even if it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. One thing that truly feeds the soul that allows you to be who you really want to be. And that opens the door to so many other things. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the allowance. 
So I think it really is just a matter of allowing allowing yourself to look at what you've built around yourself. Mm-hmm. And is that really what you want to be? Is that really who you want to be? Right. Are you really serving your purpose? Are you being true to yourself? Yeah. And that's a hard door to open that most people are not ready for. Mm-hmm. And so there's those select few trailblazers who have done that. And people go, oh, I want to be just like them. But they don't realize the journey it's taken to get there. Right. Those people have opened that door, have looked at who they really are. And that's how they're serving the world mm-hmm. is being authentically who they really are. Right. Without those barriers, without needing to please people. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. I think I forget where I heard it from or who said it, but there would be no need for psychoanalysis if people were truly honest, like deeply honest with themselves. <clears throat> A lot of people I have found that come for sessions, for healings, all these things. A lot of the physical symptoms people deal with is a denial of who they are, mm-hmm. is hiding pieces of who they are from themselves even. They don't even realize they're doing it. Right. And the fact that people can fool themselves so easily, I mean, I was one of them, is really impressive and such a huge thing that that society is at a turning point of realizing, like, life can't go on this way for everybody. People are driving themselves into the ground. Mm-hmm. Illnesses are at such a high rate. And people, it's like, it's like people's souls are just, like, this is a turning point. Yep. People have to face the truth, <clears throat> face who they're really meant to be. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a scary thing. It's just going, okay, what can I do now? What's the next step? Like, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could just be giving yourself some grace and not allowing people to dictate everything you do. Right. Out of fear. It could be just doing something you like <laughs> one day out of the week or one day out of the month. It's a start. It's something. Most people don't allow themselves to have that. And so, so many things could be solved. So many mental health issues, so many physical health issues could be solved if people started really truly being who they wanted to be without fear of other people turning on them. Right. Society turning their back. It's not a place where yet where people can truly do that, but it is getting better. It is changing. People are starting to stand out. Mm-hmm. They're starting to be who they want to be regardless of what other people think. And they are. There's a lot of judgment. Yeah. There's a lot of fear. But it's the next step. Mm-hmm. And so that's the trailblazers. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely making a change. I think that's why we're seeing this rise in like energetic work and spirituality. And it's becoming way more mainstream, I think, because there's a rise in consciousness. People are kind of seeing the illusions at play. And they're like, this is not the vibe. The vibes are not <laughs> vibing anymore. <laughs> right. Like, this is not, you know, this is not the life people want to lead. They don't right. want to work nine to five jobs and then die. Right. They don't want to, you know, hope for retirement. People want to live. There's got to be more to life than that, you there know. Is. And such a big part of that is the spiritual journey of discovering who you are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to look like any certain way. And that's what people think. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. No. My right. journey took many, many years and it was very messy and it didn't look like anybody else around me. And right. I learned that that was because I couldn't help people from a place of a simple journey. I was very stubborn about it. Mm-hmm. 
But the people who come to me tend to be just as equally stubborn, and I can meet them where they are Mm -hmm. because I get it. Yeah. Like, I have a true understanding of what that looks like. (laughs) So I can hold that space. And it's the same way with anybody who does any of these type of things. They understand Mm because they've done it themselves. Right. So, you know, it's it's such a nice place to be on the other end where there's not as much fear, worry, Doubt. Right. All those nasty emotions <laughs> that really get people caught up mm-hmm. and, and they stop it. They stop the journey because it's too much. It's too fearful. Right. But the other side is so much more fun. <laughs> but how beautiful though, like hard, right? To go through all of the tough things that life brings, but how beautiful on the other end to see like the higher divine purpose of it all. Mm-hmm. Where and it leads. it's never done. It's always an unfolding. Mm-hmm. And it's, I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't go back to a normal life. Uh, yeah. Well, that would be boring for me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's like once you get a taste of it, people are like, oh, okay, this isn't so weird. It's just. What discovery. is normal? Exactly. There is no, no such anymore. thing as normal. I think people are seeing that and it creates a lot of fear again. Right. Like, oh, this is not normal. Like, this is not what people are supposed to be behaving like. But guess what? It never goes back. Right. They've opened the door. So many people have opened that door and it looks like chaos. But it's a recalculating, a recalibrating. Right. Of people and their their spiritual journey, of their journey in life and what human is needs to look like for them. Mm-hmm. And that's why it looks so chaotic. I I love that people are questioning things now. And I think that that should be how it is. Like if somebody's telling you that your journey has to look a certain way or you have to do a certain thing to achieve enlightenment or whatever they want to say. I think questioning that and the motives behind that is so important. And I love that people are doing it more and more and more now. I know. It used to be such a bad thing. Like, you're such a bad kid. And you're, you're, you shouldn't do things like that. You know, and that that came from the older generations. Mm-hmm. But people are changing. Yep. Each generation is getting more bold, mm-hmm. more more ready to take on the world and realize that the world is so much bigger than we gave it credit for. Right. And we're seeing the results of that. And I cannot imagine ever, ever living life in any other way again. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. So for people who maybe are interested in doing a QHHT, a couple things, right? Like, so how would somebody know that they're ready to maybe do a QHHT session or even a past life regression? I think a lot of it is synchronicity. You know, a lot of for a lot of people, it just pops up in their life, and they go, "Hmm, I don't know what is that." Mm-hmm. And then they look into it, and they go, "Ooh, okay, that's a lot to unpack." <laughs> and then they go, "Hmm, okay." Later, they're like, "Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I should." That's usually those synchronistic hits where it's like they just keep nudging you. You yeah. just get nudges, and so that curiosity, just opening that door, is usually enough where it's like you're ready to mm-hmm. kind of open the door and see what comes out of it. Yeah. And then for some people, they close it back for a little while. I did the same thing. And then they come back to it because it's like a pool. It's almost like that invisible tug. You can't mm-hmm. get it away. Like, it doesn't <laughs> go away. It's there. And it drives you crazy because you're like. <sighs> Just a little nudge. Yeah. So then it's, you know, that's usually when people know they're ready for mm-hmm. something like that. They'll find it and read about it. And it just kind of goes in the back of their mind. They can feel like. Even if it's unusual, maybe there's more to it. Mm -hmm. And that's the soul knocking on the door going, there's more here. There's more here. We're ready for you to open the door. And it's the human's choice whether they open it or not. I can't tell you how many times 
you know, people will come in and they'll say, I waited 20 years to do something like this because they thought they weren't ready. Mm. But the soul had been nudging them all this time, like, open the door, open the door. Mm -hmm. And they were terrified. And it took that much synchronicity to get them to open the door. So really, it's just a matter of when it comes into your life in some way, shape or form, kind of like it did mine with a friend handing me a book. Right. That is usually when you know you're ready. Mm hmm. Okay. And it's just enough to open that for someone. Mm -hmm. That that's that's all that's needed. It doesn't have to be anything big. Yeah. Uh. So one quick thing about like the feeling and the synchronicity, right? So when I started reading, this was like maybe a couple years ago, and maybe you can relate in terms of like feeling this way. But so I was reading Michael Newton's books, so the Journey of the Soul and then Destiny of the Soul. I finished that book in like a day. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I have this profound feeling of like, this is so true. Like, almost like I, I know this inherently. I know this. I don't know. It's some type of remembering, but it's just like, this is true. And I cannot deny it. And it's just like this overwhelming feeling mm -hmm. of like, like I'm remembering things, you know? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that? Yes. And it's funny because, you know, as people go to the higher self, so many times they verify that emotions mm. are our lie detector, mm. which is crazy to me even still because I've been hearing that for so long now. But they say your emotions are literally how you know inherently whether something is right or not. Mm. Your tug, like you say, that feeling. And when you feel apprehension, it's your soul going, wait a minute, you know, just check it out. Mm -hmm. See why you feel apprehensive about something, but when you're all in, like something feels true because it's that soul remembrance, that soul knowing, yeah, that deeper understanding that clearly you're on the right path. Mm -hmm. Like this is it. Here you go. Here's a puzzle piece. Right. Take it and run with it because there's <laughs> clearly something there that is exactly what you need in the moment. Yeah, and that's where those emotions come from. They're telling you this is it. Like it here you go. Wild. I had the same thing with Dolores Cannon's work. I did where too. it just felt so real and so true. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even need anybody to prove anything. Like, I just <laughs> knew it was real. <laughs> you know, I said the same thing and then I questioned it left and right and for, for a long time. But then I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous. So, yeah, it's the same way. You know, I questioned it, but in my heart, I knew yeah. that I felt that connection with it because I knew there was truth behind it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to discover more of that truth. Yeah, And that's what nudges us on to the next thing. Like, here you go. Here's the next step. Take it and run with it because mm -hmm. that's it. And then, and then they also say when that's done, when you've used everything out of that step, don't be mad if you redirect mm -hmm. because sometimes they just take you down a path that's a dead end because you needed something from that one, but now you're ready to go to the next road. Gotcha. And that's okay. So I've learned to trust that too. If something feels truth for me. If I feel that deep knowing, but it's only serving me for a little while, mm -hmm. I don't get upset if I feel like I went down the wrong road. Yeah. Because I know it still served me in some way. And I'll hold on to that as I go down the next one. I think that's the control part of us that wants like everything to stay the same, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> ah, change, scary. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. So for somebody wanting to do QHHT, is there anything that they can do in order to prepare for a session? They can. <clears throat> First and foremost, it's giving permission, mm -hmm. truly. And I mean, a lot of people will say, yes, I give permission. But they're terrified. Yeah. And so really, they're not. Mm -hmm. It's really, truly, if this is something you want to explore, 
you have to really give permission. You really have to trust that if this is for you, Mm -hmm. what will be is what will be. And then, you know, we tell people you can meditate, whatever it is that allows you to get into that headspace where you can allow the mind to rest, Mm -hmm. to get that part of the brain that constantly questions, argues, what if, what if, to just rest. And Mm -hmm. most people don't know how to do that. Most people have never stopped the mind chatter Mm-hmm. long enough to really allow their their heart to speak to them. Yeah. That's the space that you focus on. So you can call it meditation. Some people meditate while they're doing chores. Some people are multitask while they're meditating. And it's, it's whatever it takes, you know, hiking, whatever it takes to get into that mind space mm-hmm. and then do it as often as you can because that's the space that creates that path to the open door. Mm-hmm. That's where that begins to open up to that part of yourself that most people have never explored, not truly. Yeah. So that's really what we tell people is just allow yourself some space to allow that mind chatter to stop. So and, some mindfulness. Mm-hmm, truly. Because we don't live in a society that really wants that. We're go, go, go all the time. Yep, all the time. <laughs> it never ends. No breaks, even, you know. Up until you fall asleep. Yeah. So I usually do that at night. I'll just, you know, turn everything off, sit down and sit in peace and quiet. And sometimes I can't do that because sometimes I don't have the headspace for that. So Mm -hmm. I'll craft or do something. But it's still enough. It's enough to allow that conscious part of the brain to kind of drift away. Yeah. Even reading a book, anything that just kind of allows something to stop long Mm -hmm. enough to kind of turn the brain off. Yeah. Okay. That's helpful. I'm wondering a couple last questions, right? I'm wondering, are there any big like takeaways that you're seeing or similarities within the collective through your QHHT work that are coming kind of to the forefront? Right now, the biggest thing that has been coming forward with anyone, Mm -hmm. no matter what their jobs are, no matter where they're at in life, has just been reflecting on how life has been for them at this point. And letting go of the pieces that no longer serve them. Mm. Like most people have so much baggage, you wouldn't even begin to believe. (laughs) Like people carry heavy loads. Yeah. And most people have never stopped to go, I can let that down. I don't Mm -hmm. have to carry that anymore. So peeling away those layers and discovering who they really are. Yeah. Like truly discovering what they really like and what they want to do. Most people in all of these generations have never had that opportunity. Yeah. Because it's always been survive. Mm-hmm. It's never been stop and take a breath and then pick whatever path you want because that's okay. Yeah. To discover who you as a human really are. And so that's such a big part of people putting down their baggage. They don't need to carry it anymore, but they've never been taught how. Mm-hmm. No one's really been taught how to have mental health stability, how to create that space, how right. to heal their minds. And so this is part of that process of teaching people how to heal themselves, but on a level you can't see, mm-hmm. and it trickles into the physical, because that's where the differences are made first, is in the heart and in the soul, mm-hmm. in the places you don't see right away, but you can feel it. Right. And so letting that go and discovering what it is they really want in life. They don't have to do this out of fear, out of trauma responses, mm-hmm. out of the mundane everyday life you never stop long enough to do anything about. Right. That's where this comes in, is just allowing people to start redirecting that Mm -hmm. and discovering themselves. 
What I li- really like about connecting to the higher self in terms of like QHHD work, right, is that you can ask the question of like, what do I specifically need in order to heal or find joy or be my true authentic self? And you can get those answers for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's for you because it's coming for, from you, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's really beautiful. It's so funny because people get so weirded out to hear themselves tell themselves things they'd never heard before. (laughs) Because when the higher self is telling you, like, this is what your soul needs at this time. Like, this is what you need. This is is what you came here for. Mm -hmm. This is what you really have wanted. You just never allowed yourself to experience or, or want those things or hope for those things, right? Because again, the ego goes, "Yeah, you're not good enough for that. That you don't you don't have an, uh, the ability to create that for yourself." Right. The higher self knows better, and it knows in, intimately who you are. Mm-hmm. That is such a scary thing to think. Oh, something <laughs> out there knows me better than I know myself. <laughs> when people have really never stopped to discover who they are, right? And so, QHHT, but just in general, the higher self being that that soul connection in whatever way you find it. Mm-hmm. You know, so many masterful teachers have figured out how to f- have that connection with their higher self. That's what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Learning to listen to what it is you really need. Right. And so hearing yourself say that is uh it's 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 trip for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But once you get used to it, that's the connection you're supposed to get used to is just mm-hmm. knowing who you are intimately in yeah. and out and not being scared to be that person to the world. So what do you think gets in the way of that? Just like society, life experience, like that gets you off of your path or do you feel like that's meant to happen for a reason you know i've had so many people come in who are like these children like i see what's happening to them and we can't fix it but you came in with a plan Mm -hmm. you know i didn't come into an easy life there's so many people who didn't i wouldn't be where i am today without those experiences and i don't regret them for a moment any of it Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to get there right you know to not be angry to not be upset to not feel jaded But all of these people coming in chose these experiences, and a lot of people don't want to hear that. Like, they do not want to hear, I did this to myself. You didn't, but you did. Mm -hmm. You chose experiences you knew you were strong enough to handle. It's how you handle them. Mm -hmm. It's what you do with them. You have that choice every single time. And if you hide behind them, if you run from them, if you're terrified of all the things that have happened to you and you choose to live that way, Mm -hmm. that's your choice. And your soul allows that because you're choosing that. It's free will. Yeah. But your soul's there pushing that door, going, please listen, I'm here. I'm, you know, this is what, you don't have to live like that. You can choose. And there's people that will be put in your path to help you. And so many people feel hopeless in that. But really, the whole point of this journey as a human, I've learned in so many ways, is to shed all of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't serve the greater purpose. It doesn't fix you. It doesn't, you know, you can hold on to the hurt and show the world this is what that looks like. You know, I am, you know, I'm allowed to be this because of these experiences. Nobody cares at the end of the day because everyone else is carrying the same thing. Right. And trying to cover it up. It's so much bigger than that. It's learning to let go of all those things Mm -hmm. and becoming who you really want to be despite those and coming in and saying, I can blaze that path. I can shine the light Mm -hmm. when there's so much darkness that's such a big part of consciousness you know so many generations of trauma and fear and inability to act on what humans are really capable of Mm -hmm. 
in a good way. Yeah. We're seeing that now. People are fighting back. People are discovering like this is this doesn't have to be a hard world. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have to be fearful. People can be good and people are discovering like when I'm not in fear mode, when I'm not in trauma response mode, I can be a good human. I can be a good person and I can help others too. Because mm-hmm. I never wanted that as a kid. Right. I never thought twice about helping someone else. Hell, I could barely take care of myself, <laughs> right? Like who has that ability when most people are in that space of barely surviving? Yeah. You can't help others. But that's the point is overcoming it, mm-hmm. discovering what is good in the world, what you can really be capable of. Yeah. And then that light shines for the people behind you who are learning to do the same thing. Kind of like taking accountability for where you want to be, mm-hmm. making those changes. Like we can't help what's happened to us, but we can take accountability in the way that we show up and move forward for mm-hmm. sure. I think now more than ever, there's so much, we just get berated by news and negative stories and all the bad things happening, which I don't think we were designed to necessarily see those things, right? Like be like seeing the whole world and all the things. So I think it can be difficult to navigate when you feel like there's a lot of darkness. How have you kind of managed that in terms of like shining your light, even though the world is filled with maybe a lot of darkness right now? Well, you get to choose what you tune into. Again, we're trained to watch the news. We're trained to hear all the bad stories because we need to know what's going on. We need to be informed. Mm-hmm. Great. But what does that do for your mental health? Right. Ever. And do you know of anyone who has ever listened to all these bad things and had good mental health at the end of the day? I don't. <laughs> True. <laughs> and so I stopped listening. I stopped tuning in to the things that don't serve me. Yeah. And many call that naive. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Humans will be a product of what they see. And so I chose to turn off everything that did not serve me. Mm -hmm. The people in my life who did not serve me that spewed the same things, the news, you know, all of the things. Now, that doesn't mean I'm ignorant about what's going on in the world. It just Mm -hmm. means I send it love. I don't send it in fear. I don't go, no, what does that mean for me? Yeah. I choose how I see the world. So I look for and subscribe to all of the good things. Mm-hmm. You know, the only things coming in my email are people who also do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they may cover something, but they cover it in a way that's not so fear-based that, you know, you just get all up in knots and feel sick. Right. If I do get news. And anything that I'm watching, that I'm listening to, are people like this who do podcasts about the good in the world, about how people are learning to medically handle their things. People, you know, it's the leading edge of all of the different areas in life of science, of health, of well-being, of, you know, exercise, all the things that people are discovering that humans are capable of. That's what I tune to because that's what I want to be a part of in the world. And so that's what I put out there. And that's what I tune into. Mm-hmm. But you get to choose. If you tune into those other things, mm-hmm. that's what you're a product of. That's what you're going to then give out. You are amplifying whatever it is you're tuning into. Right. And so I had to learn because I am in a place where I help people. Mm-hmm. I can't live in that world anymore. And I've lost a lot of people for it. But I realized because of that, of losing certain people in my life that have been there a long time because they were as equally what you would consider that lower vibrational fear and I couldn't live there. Mm -hmm. I couldn't meet them there. And that's really hard when you have, you know, family and friends that you're connected to that you love dearly, but you can't fix people. Right. You can't make people 
And that's such a hard lesson because you really want to help people. When you get into this place, there's so many people who do good work and they, oh, everybody else has to follow. No, they don't. Mm -hmm. They get a choice too. And that path for them is totally okay. And you have to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Like That's hard for a lot of people. That's why a lot of people don't want to do good work because they don't want to leave people behind. You don't have to, but that's their choice. And you can't force it or you stay behind too. Mm -hmm. And so... I've learned to tune those things out and send them away with love, mm-hmm. with appreciation, and know that if they're meant to be in my life, they will meet me there. You know, and I don't mean that in a bad way of not being able to meet people halfway. For sure. I just mean I can't live in a place of fear yeah. and do my work. I can't live in a place of doubt and do what I do. I can't be a trailblazer in the world and live in darkness. True. And so you have to shed it all. You have mm-hmm. to let it go. You can't be, you can't be there. Yeah. So more of a message of just taking accountability of the things that you ingest and mm-hmm. whether that's news and people and food and all the things, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. I've had to change my food. You know, I'm very active. I, there's so many things I've changed mm-hmm. for, and, and in exchange, I got good mental health. Mm-hmm. I got peace. I got hope. I got happiness. And people are like, well, those aren't tangible things right like (laughs) that doesn't buy me a house that doesn't pay my bills and people are like oh you don't get it you know you have a house you have a family yeah because of synchronicity because Mm -hmm. i followed my path i listened right even when i doubted i listened but that didn't mean i was happy that Mm -hmm. didn't mean i had what i needed for soul food right and i suffered for it greatly and it wasn't anybody's fault it was because i didn't know who i was Mm -hmm. and i had never truly known who i was and you can tell the difference from the people in my life prior who thought they knew me, mm-hmm. and I thought I knew myself, and then I really didn't, yeah. and so they really didn't, and then it's like, you changed. Well, yeah, because I really became who I was supposed to be, who I wanted to be. It was my choice. Right. And everybody who's meant to be there stays there with me. They grow with me, you mm-hmm. know, and all of those changes make a difference. Good mental health, good overall days. Right. Experiences, synchronicity, all of the things that are meant to be a part of a human's life get to be there. Mm-hmm. Because I allow I'm that. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> She's not sure she understands. Synchronicity. <laughs> Clearly the podcast wasn't long enough. <laughs> no, but I get what you mean, right? It's it's how do we step into our true essence and be okay with how, things changing, right? The world may look a little different around us but that doesn't mean we should feel guilty for stepping into who we truly are and maybe having to leave people behind Mm -hmm. and that's a choice if they want to meet us there it's the fear Mm -hmm. again it's not trusting the universe to take care of you right it's you thinking you know better yeah and that's such a thing they teach in religion where it's like you think you know better than god well i didn't really realize how much that was true and yet I shunned those beliefs because they came from a certain source, mm-hmm. because I felt like the indoctrination that I had needed to be blocked. And yet that also blocked a part of me, yeah. of who I was, because I tried to deny a part of my upbringing, a part of what I thought I learned in fear. Mm-hmm. And that didn't serve me either. I had to realize that served me, too. Mm-hmm. And some of the messages that I heard were truth. Yeah. And I felt that. And so I didn't know better. I don't know better than God, than mm-hmm. source, than all of the divine planning. I don't know. Right. But I trust it now that 
they're doing it in my best interest. They're mm-hmm. doing it in my highest path of whatever I'm supposed to do here. And I trust that. Right. And so I don't question that anymore. You know, and and that makes life so much easier, so much less stressful. <sighs> yes. It's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> so if you could give maybe a piece of advice to anybody listening, a little tidbit, what would you say? And maybe not one thing. It can be a couple of things. If <laughs> Well, the most important thing I think that people need is to stop for a moment and ask themselves, what do they really want in life? Mm-hmm. Like truly, and I mean mean it, what do you want in life? What's most important to you? And if you don't know the answer to that, that's okay because neither did I. Mm-hmm. I had no clue who I was or what I wanted. How are you supposed to find it when you don't know, right? Right. But it was me opening up to a craft, literally just sitting down and making some crafts. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so silly. It's a business now on mm-hmm. top of what else I do. And it's still a hobby. It's no more than that. But I meet so many people through it, and that gives me soul food. I mm-hmm. have so many interactions. So the point of that is just do something, mm-hmm. anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be riding a bike. It can be going to the gym. It can be hiking. It can be a craft, art, anything that feeds the soul mm-hmm. and make time for it Yeah, because that opens up the door to life. And everything else falls into place, even if it takes years, and you have to trust that. Mm -hmm. It's the most important thing is to find joy. Yeah. To find something that feeds you at the deepest levels. And then you begin to discover who you really are. Mm -hmm. And you find things you didn't even know you liked. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter how long you've lived. And it's worth it. Yeah. Rediscovering self. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, for those who maybe want to find you and get to know you... Um, get to know your work? Where can they find you? What do you have coming out? Anything you'd like to share? So people can find me. It's um, it's called Integrative Hypnotherapy. Um, mm-hmm. You can find me through there. I'm in Athens. Um, I do remote work as well. And sometimes I'll do speeches and stuff and I'll post them on, you know, I have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, I can link those. I can give those to you. Okay, to we'll link, put them in the show notes. They can find the business online. They can Google it. You can find me there. You can email me that way. Mm-hmm. My phone number's listed on there. Um, so anyone can call me that way or contact me in that way. And a lot of the information is listed on there. And so if anybody needs to contact, that's the best way to do it. Okay, cool. I'll and post all that. Any events that are coming up, I usually post that way as well. Any speeches, any talks, any podcasts, things like that. I try to keep that updated on the website. Exciting. It is. It's a fun life. <gasps> yes. I'm so excited for all that you're doing and all that you're bringing to the world. I think it's so important. And you too, because you know you. we wouldn't be here having this talk if you hadn't <laughs> followed your path. How crazy is that? Feels like a lifetime away uh-huh. already. Mm-hmm. Such a difference. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here and holding space with me. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. If you think it'd be beneficial, Um, you can connect with us on our socials. I'll post those in the show notes and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. It was good to talk to everyone and you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye guys. As our journey together comes to a close, 
Remember that the wisdom and insight shared here are just the beginning of your own remarkable adventure. I hope that the discussions, meditations, and channeled messages have ignited a spark within you to continue exploring your spiritual path and nurturing your mental well-being. Keep in mind that you hold the power to create positive change in your life and the lives of those around you. Thank you for joining me on Lightness. And until we meet again, may your journey be filled with love, light, and boundless growth. I love you. See you next time.